0: In the wide open plains of Saskatchewan, a bulky pheasant puts on a very interesting display. The greater sage grouse male is equipped with some unique tools to let the ladies know he's got the gains on the plains. The dance party is on at the house of grouse, and as you might expect, it involves strange sounds and undulations. It may make him more visible to predators, but it's worth it to be able to sow those wild oats here in life, death, and taxonomy.
1: Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I am Joe.
0: And I'm Carlos.
1: Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify.
0: And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can uh, visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, too, Jesse Raspalich, Carol Raspalich, Uh, Richard Caspar, Lottie and Aubrey, thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on.
1: And today we're talking about the Charlie Chaplin of Chickens, but more on that later.
0: That is a tasty way of looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm just...
1: Uh, We are talking about the Greater Sage Grouse.
0: Mm, Why does
1: Charlie Chaplin... What does that have to do with food?
0: No, chicken has to do with food.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, I call it a Charlie Chaplin of chickens because it looks kind of like a chicken, but it's in black and white.
0: Ah, I see. I thought it was because it was a performer.
1: (laughs) True. That that works, too.
0: Uh, And also doesn't speak. The uh, greater sage grouse is also known as a sage hen. Um, but we're gonna call it here. Pop and Robin, uh, Kenny G, because plays the sax, and the game with game. Nice. Bibby thought of a uh, song. <laughs> she was just feeding the baby. Just, uh, and I, I told her because I always tell her about the what animal we're covering, and she helps me with the. Um, the nicknames and so so she's just feeding she just like thought of a song for it to the tune of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer (laughs) they are dashing and dancing and prancing for vixens praying that cupid will give them their fixings but do you recall (laughs) the strangest feature of all that's all she got because she was done feeding but what's the strangest feature we're about to find out it's the major fact Let's uh, taxonomize it first.
1: Oh, you want to hear the taxonomy. Well, it's in the kingdom, you know, love and are in the kingdom animalia. Mm -hmm. It's in the phylum Chordata. It's in Mm -hmm. the class Aves. We're talking birds. It's in the order Galiformes. We're talking chickens. Well, fowl. Ground fowl. Ground feeding birds like Turks. Turks. Turkeys like we just ate.
0: (laughs) The Amazon Mechanical Turkey.
1: The family is Fascianidae, which is pheasants and partridges, which are in pear trees and jungle fowl. Mm -hmm. Chickens and old world quail and pea fowl.
0: Exclusively in pear trees.
1: Uh, Where we had, speaking of pea fowl, where we had um, Thanksgiving, one of uh, Johanna's cousin's houses... Like Down in Miami Which There's a tree in their yard Where at night there are like A dozen Peacocks in it And uh And I took a picture When we were out in the backyard There were just like six on the Roof just hanging out These huge birds
0: They're loud too
1: They can be yeah
0: Wow just do. They have the the peacock tree. Yeah. For of the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> I think that that I my mean, neighborhood must be lousy with them.
0: I remember seeing a lot of peacocks down at the, like, in at, in the Everglades, uh, like Everglades Holiday Park and National Park, just them they're just roaming around.
1: Yeah, they're in the genus Centroserus. Cercus, Cerces. Centrocircus. circus, yep, and the species is Phasianus?
0: centro circus Europhasianus. yeah, well uh we would we would know f- sit here and figure out what those two words mean if it weren't for the fact that we are talking about a bird, and those ornithologists are on their venery game because it's time for my favorite part of the show critter groups the part of the show where i ask you joe a question and that question is the same every time what is the name of group of this animal what is the term of venery or what is the collective noun two weeks in a row where i get to do critter groups can't believe we're that's the streak (laughs) (laughs) um but we are talking about grouses grice Grouses?
1: <laughs> I think it's grouses, but grice is fun.
0: Yeah. It sounds tasty, too. Chicken and grice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chicken
1: fried grice.
0: Ch- chicken fried grice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. If you saw a group of grouses, um, what would you call it? Would you call it A, an altar of grouses? B, a bevy of grouses, C, a culture of grouses, or D, a dither of grouses? Give
1: me A and B again.
0: Alter and bevy. Alter, bevy, culture, dither. A, B, C, D.
1: A culture of grouses, final answer.
0: That is incorrect. The answer is bevy. It's a bevy of grouses.
1: Ornithologists strike again. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's really easy to stump you on that one.
1: <laughs> it's like a parliament. It's like a uh, murder of crows. Like, I mean, at least murder makes a little sense because they're carrion birds. But that's it.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely harder to stump you on the. Uh- on the nitty-gritty nomenclature, because you can use uh, language skills and logic to, to at least narrow it down.
1: I also do not believe that ornithologists are coming up with this stuff. I think it's just people on Reddit.
0: Well, the ornithologists have to call the groups of them something. A group! A flock! No, flocks What do you fly. mean? We don't need. These are ground fowl.
1: <laughs> They're flocking this way. Those are ground dinosaurs that were in a flock.
0: <laughs> the, uh. uh oh, I forgot what the the names of those dinosaurs were. But.
1: Gallimimus.
0: Gallimimus. Gala Gallimimus.
1: Uh, there's another thing that makes, that's made up dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So if you out there in podcast, yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: that's would you th- like to know what it looks like? Two things that's like?
0: made up middle earth and dinosaurs.
1: Terms of venery and dinosaurs. Yeah. <sighs> middle earth is real. Um, it is the history of England. Uh, let's.
0: In, in Talk about what it looks like. the The word for China in Chinese means middle land. So, there you go. There's middle. There earth. you
1: go. Uh, the greater sage grouse is a ground fowl, and it looks chicken shaped. They have not chicken nugget, but like full actual yard chicken. They have a be- a black, brown, and white coloration in their feathers. Male sage grouses have fancy white feather scarves. They also have yellow sacks. It was described as yellow, but it's more like the greenish yellow of a of like um, a hard boiled egg that you color and the color seeps in there. You know? Like that grey looks like the underside of an old school mouse.
0: Yeah, it looks like it looks like old rubber, like rubber from the nineties. Like, yeah. if, if if you had some, like, toy or something that is made of rubber, but you it, you just pulled it down from the attic after 30-something years.
1: Yeah. Uh, they also have yellow-green patches above their eyes, which were just called yellow, but they look more like green to me. But I'll, I'll, I'll settle on a yellow-green. Males have tail feathers that stick up like a peacock and look pointed, look like a fancy hat. But how big is it? Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listeners' favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in uh, relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio for self singing, or chittering, squawking, the words Measure Up into LDTaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week, which means we're going to hear from...
0: A peacock? grouse.
1: We're going to hear from a grouse, and Carlos can can try to guess who it is.
0: Oscar the Grouse?
1: <laughs> no, not again. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show.
0: You've you lived next door to us late like, forever. Well, that's the blasted point. I've put up with all your noise and nonsense for too dang long. Can't
1: take one more second of it Do I'm, you know who that is
0: uh, Like a tamer bullwinkle
1: The the character's name is Mr. Grouse and he lives next door to the loud family on the Loud House which is a Nickelodeon Shh. show But do you know
0: who the voice
1: actor is
0: no. John DiMaggio. That was John DiMaggio that I just heard. Yeah. That that man's more talented, even more talented than I thought. And he was—I already thought he was very talented. He plays. I did not sound anything like him. That's why I'm renting a place till my house. sells. I need some peace and quiet, and I need it now. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> or I can't hear it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can kind of hear it. It's there. Yeah, yeah. You, but somebody has to tell you that it's there.
0: It's right and once it's there. Here. I like I. I can see it's the butter Mayanhoff effect.
1: Yeah, butter my what? Uh, but but
0: butter the chicken and <laughs> <laughs> the chicken and grice. <laughs> mm, buttered grice.
1: Let's talk length. Males are larger at twenty-six to thirty inches which is 76.2 in British. 76 point2 centimeters. How many grouses go into the height of the world's largest thermometer?
0: Hmm.
1: Here's a hint. the giant thermometer is one of those things that's not really one of those things. Uh, it's in Baker, California. in reality, it's a steel sign with a digital with, with digital numbers. That uh, was built to commemorate the heat record of 134 degrees in Death Valley in 1913. One of those things on the roadside. That's not really one of those things. It's just a big statue of one of those things.
0: They didn't. Um, they didn't just get gallons and gallons of mercury. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Alright, um I'll say fifty feet. How many inches? Thirty inches for the grouse? Yep. Oh, this is gonna go nice. Twenty. That is a that is a nice clean uh, bunch of numbers I just put into a calculator.
1: <laughs> Final answer?
0: Yes. Twenty.
1: The correct answer is fifty three point six.
0: Oh, it is a
1: The sign is the exact number of feet as the number of degrees it was in Death Valley oh. in nineteen thirteen, a hundred and thirty four feet tall.
0: It has never gotten hotter than that. I thought the world was heating up. They told Not me that. in world Death Valley was it's up. regular I feel like in the
1: 1910 times, all the records were sent set. The worst hurricanes, the worst heat rate waves. The 1910 times, the world was crazy.
0: Everything's fine now, though.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the weights, let's talk about that. They're between four and seven pounds or 3.1 kilograms if you speak British. How many grouses go into the weight of the King Candle?
0: Here's I'm pretty here. sure the British are all about pounds.
1: Yeah, they're, they like pounds as well. The King Candle is a big candle in South Deerfield, Massachusetts, in the Yankee Candle Village flagship store. If it was lit, it is theorized that it would burn for seven and a half years. All right, the... W- He's the vi- he's the villain in a Rankin and Bass holiday special. Yes. No, the kings are usually good guys. Like the King of the to Toys,
0: be the Candle Miser. Yeah. Or the or the Candle warlock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or King Candle is a good guy. He sends the heroes on their journey.
0: Yeah, or he helps them midway through like King Moonraiser.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of kings, I was th- only thinking of Santa, who's not really a king. <laughs> and king, king Santa. And, and King Moonraiser. <laughs> king, king, Santa is the king of the North Pole, or is it more of a corporation?
0: It seems like it's more of a corporation. Or, or maybe like a cult because they like sing to him and stuff
1: yeah yeah well I mean Willy Wonka is like a corporation and they sing to him
0: no they sing for him because they're his employees they sing to the kids true but like the elves and everything sing to Santa and then he takes their firstborn for himself (laughs) At least of the deer.
1: <laughs> it's more like a paternal relationship.
0: You'd think so, but he's like really rude and mean to everyone who <laughs> doesn't ho- like live up to his expectations. He's really his mean Santa. Skinny Santa is mean Santa. There, I said it. Yeah, he needs um, to
1: peck on the jolly. Uh,
0: okay. This candle. How many years? Seven years.
1: Seven and a half years.
0: Wow, that's a long time. Just light it. Light it as a joke. See what happens. <laughs> um. All right, I'm gonna say this thing weighs four tons.
1: Can you get arrested for lighting a candle? Like, if if I went into the Yankee Candle store and lit a candle, would they just, like, get mad and ask me to leave? Or would they consider it theft?
0: Or destruction of personal property.
1: I guess it's sort of akin to, like, taking a sip from a drink. You have used up some of the product. Yes. So maybe you could go to jail. Maybe you could get arrested.
0: Or you just have to pay for it. Yeah, probably. Or, or, the most or get sued. Um, okay. So I'm going to say this is 8,000 pounds. I'm just picturing like a water tower sized candle here. Like something like the lighthouse, the the little lighthouse that's at um, in Key West. Okay. They're just divided by seven. Uh eleven 1, hundred. That's my answer. Eleven 1, hundred grouses go into the weight of this can- of King Candle.
1: The correct answer final answer? Yeah. The correct answer is 196.7. What a
0: what a tiny <laughs> Unlike weak the, candle.
1: Unlike the thermometer, this is one of those things that really is one of those things. It's a real candle. The King Candle is uh, uh, 1,300 pounds. 1,377.
0: Yeah, I was picturing like uh, something that was in the neighborhood of 30 feet tall.
1: It looks higher and than average head big- height, but I think it's on a pedestal. So I think it's like five feet tall, but it's thick.
0: That's weak. Give, give give me some give me some time. I'll make a 30-foot candle that'll blow that <laughs> out of the water.
1: You want a lighthouse-sized candle that's going to burn for 25 years.
0: But oh no, I mean goodness. How if that if that little pathetic thing will burn for 7 years, the one I'm going to make is going to burn for a century.
1: I want to know, does this does the king candle have a thick wick? Or many regular-sized wicks.
0: Or just one long regular-sized wick.
1: If it's one long regular-sized wick, it's just going to burn a hole through the middle. It might oh, lose true. structural integrity once the heat gets trapped.
0: Well, it'll just... The wax will the wax will fill it up where the wick is, and then you'd just never be able to light it again. It, and eventually the wax would harden, and you'd lose the wick forever.
1: Yeah. Does it smell anything like anything? I want to know more about King Candle. Let's go to South Deerfield, Massachusetts. Uh, but that's all I got for that. Would you like to hear some fast facts before, before we get into the major fact? I sure would. The greater sage grouse lives in North America from western, the western U.S. to Alberta and Saskatchewan, Canada's.
0: <laughs> All the Canadas, both I like, the the Alberta Canada and the Saskatchewan Canada.
1: I like the idea that like Al like the the name of the province or whatever territory is an adjective that modifies the noun, which is Canada.
0: Or it's a Canadian schism where they both think that they're Canada and they both have a prime minister, a pope. But yeah, yeah, the pro, the too-
1: Canadian pope.
0: They're too mild mannered to have a schism like that.
1: No way. Yeah, uh, they didn't have like a big trucker thing and uh, several other things in recent years at all. They don't migrate very far during the winter, but they will move James. to lower elevations with their native range to es- then their native range to escape the cold. So they won't go to Mexico, but they'll come down from the mountain from the mountain. They don't have the passport. The greater grouse is the greatest grouse in North America. That's a big grouse. Uh, Sage Mm. grouses like sagebrush. Who knew? They enjoy nesting in sagebrush with a canopy overhead. And the canopy is usually a tree, not like a gazebo or something like that. Uh, chicks are able to fly o- after only two weeks, but they only become adept flyers around six weeks. Uh, sagebrush isn't, their only, it isn't only their home, it's also their food. 60 per- 62% of their diet is made of sagebrush, which is supplemented by other grasses, legumes, lettuce, and herbs. Unlike your backyard chickens, they don't have muscular gizzards. So they can't eat seeds. Toss some seeds to a grouse and they will turn their beaks up at you and fluff their fancy. Feathers? Feathers. I was going to say uh, scarves, but it's 1130 and I couldn't remember the word for it. (laughs) (laughs) They may be eaten by coyotes, bobcats, badgers and birds of prey. And that's all I've got for that. Is there anything more interesting about this black and white chicken?
0: There is. So, oh man, I forgot I forgot we, that we name these major facts. I got to name it. <laughs> um I mean, I've already used Pop and Robin. But that's probably the best one. Uh Ken, yeah, Kenny G- Playing play, play the sax, sexy sax man. Did you ever watch that video?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Where like this guy with no shirt goes and plays like "Careless Whisper" at you know Target or whatever. He oh, just walks yes. into places and a song, but with, yes. with a saxophone, and just plays that exact song. Or uh, or Baker Street, I think. Oh, was it Baker Street or "Careless Whisper"? I don't know. It's just big. Uh, sultry saxophone. Um, so, g- greater sage grouses—they uh, during mating season will congregate at the, in these, you know, mating grounds uh, in these large groups called leks. Uh, which is not just grouses; a lot of birds uh, that have uh, large mating get togethers uh, they it, it's usually called a lek this is called lekking is getting together like this um, males will compete for female attention so this is basically like a like a college party or something for them um the and like many birds the the males will compete by putting on a display They are the, the larger and more ornate um, of the two sexes, which also makes them bigger targets for uh, predators, but worth it, right? Um, During dawn and dusk, they will fan their tails, puff out their chests, uh, and make this really unique sound, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. Males only patrol a small patch of the lek that's just a few feet wide, um, but if other males start to get into that small zone, uh, they will violently defend it from other males. It's kind of like laying down uh, your, you know, like a like a blanket at Coachella or something like that, and uh, you know, no one else can. That, that's your that's your zone, you know. Um. So males have a very interesting looking uh chest we'll say big pecs um <laughs> they have these two large air sacs that you mentioned uh in the front of their chest um uh, they they it can actually inflate quite a bit they are air sacs so they um they're not just there for show they can hold up to four liters of air in total and so what they'll do is they'll inflate these sacks as much as they can, uh, and then they'll do this kind of like undulating strut forward, like a chicken, a, a chicken strut. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds that sounds tasty too. I would I would definitely order a side of chicken struts. <laughs> it's just like
1: it's just they, they, scaffolding that's holding. Yeah, it's just.
0: <laughs> support beams made out of chicken
1: chicken fingers yeah
0: i'm uh, yeah chicken fingers are held up by chicken struts um so but yeah they'll do this strut forward and that will close and rapidly deflate these air sacs and it makes this it's hard to uh, describe this sound um i may have to put a little bit more work on you joe as the editor but maybe we should put it, that sound in here.
1: Let me just look it up.
0: Or you get just put it in.
1: It's a grouse, grouse sound.
0: Gary Poppins. is his name. We can't talk about chickens and drumsticks. <laughs>
1: There it you sounds go. like a bunch of kids playing with overfilled basketballs, a little far away.
0: But it's got this almost electronic sound to it. Yeah, it's like it's got a, like a little whistle behind it.
1: Also, um, the look of it is quite suggestive.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, there's a lot of motion happening here as its big white feathered scarf in is like envelops the air sacs in order to rapidly deflate them and then releases again and it can do this several times in a row so it just becomes this really like energetic emotion
1: it's like a bubbling um, cauldron sound
0: yeah if your bubbling cauldron was filled with guinea pigs
1: yeah and wouldn't it be Were you a witch to make a brew?
0: (laughs) Or if you just live in Peru.
1: That's the poem as it goes.
0: If you're a witch to make a brew or you live in Peru, you're going (laughs) to eat guinea pigs. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So this sound, as light as it might seem over uh, that you just heard, it can actually be heard almost two miles away. So it it carries quite a distance. It may help that they these leks tend to take place in uh, very large open fields of sagebrush, so there's not a lot of uh, sound dampening. It kind of just carries out. Um, But the point is to put on a, a nice display for the ladies, and the ladies are very selective. Uh, They will choose the males with the best displays and only the best displays in chest pops the best pecs Uh, So that means that only a few males in the Lek will mate with all of the females so most of the males uh, will need to reinflate and up their game for next season if they want to have a chance so it's not like, oh, he's got the, this is the best. So, you know, Stacy got him. So I'm going to have to go with the second best. And eventually, you know, you go all the way down to the bottom. And the male with the worst one still <laughs> finds somebody because, you know, they, they're they very not monogamous. <laughs> uh so there's just a couple lucky males, and the rest are uh, one. Sometimes one male uh, has been uh, recorded to mate with up to eighty percent of the females in the lek, and this can be dozens, even as many as uh, a couple hundred uh, grouses. So it gets uh, it gets a little hot and heavy in Saskatchewan. <laughs> But yeah, uh, this is one of those v- visual ones. Uh, so definitely when you get the chance, look up the sage grouse making this sound. Um, Cause it's, it's pretty crazy. Like the whole bird folds in on itself as it pumps these air sacs on its chest. These air sacs that are the same color as 30 year old rubber toys. I guess.
1: And they sort of sound like rubber. Bounce them.
0: Yeah. It's the game with game. That's all I got. You got anything else?
1: That's all I got.
0: All right, that was the Greater Sage Grouse. For you out there in Podcastia, get to lecking. Inflate your chest sacs and get the girl. Get all the girls like the greater sage-grouse here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy.
1: Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs>
0: that sounded a little creepy. <laughs>